What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Double Coverage. Hope you're still living, loving, and breathing sport. I'm Dom with the great man, Sauce. Hey, going, buddy? Good, mate. Good. Good to be back for another show. Uh, there's a bit been happening uh, in the world of uh, sports and obviously a bit of news in the hobby. Uh, what's uh, transpiring? And we'll go over that a bit later in the show. Hobby talk. Um, Dom, how's yourself? I'm well, mate. I'm well. There's a bit of lemon activity going on all over the shop at the moment. So you get a couple down weeks and then someone pops up and there's something and repacks happen to be the freaking topic of the month. Uh, went uh, card porn into, um, what was the other thing we had? Card porn into <laughs> our, little, contra- our <laughs> little controversy, which we didn't even address on the round table funnily enough no one asked us and we're not going to address it followed by repacks like what is going on that's just typical hobby there's always we're not going to address it dom because if the cards aren't returned i'm not addressing nothing once the cards are returned to the rightful owner in that there situation, should be there should be an apology on this show from you to absolutely nobody because saucy does the, whatever enough he wants to do. Demand. <laughs> Demanding Demand. an apology. Welcome, oh. James. Welcome. Uh, there's a bit that's been happening in, obviously, the sporting world as well. Uh, our agenda tonight has the NBA, bit of Premier League, football, uh, SPL, Champions League, uh, UFC. We'll get into the BKFC as well. Um, I watched so much fighting over the weekend. I can't believe how much I watched. First time, probably the most I've watched in the Ever. I watched the Garcia fight source in the boxing. I watched oh, the yeah. BKFC. I watched right. the UFC card. I watched like the the prelim, sorry. UFC, UFC card was a freebie on, on KO. Yeah. I was watching all sorts of crap this weekend. So, yeah, we'll get into UFC and then um, some hobby talk where I think a lot of stuff's going to happen. The Simmons Service crew says, Andrew, yeah, well, they had two, two founding members, two original people from, uh, we had a few other things back in the day, um, which we won't talk about on this podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could give it to you, along with our uh, authentication wrap, which we said we're going to give. And, wrap. and <laughs> the dingers, what else did we say? Our slabs? Uh, dingers, slabs, repacks. What are we, what else are we going to bring? Right. We've got t-shirts. We've got beanies. We've got, we got everything at double coverage. Everything. You want guest appearances? We can do that too. So, all right, let's get into it. Source NBA. What do we have today? The greatest thing of all time, the in-season tournament. Uh, first two teams into the semis. Uh, which are the Indiana Pacers with your boy Halliburton, who dominated once again. They defeated Boston Celtics today. Uh, And then your boy Zion didn't have the greatest game, but Brandon Ingram carried them over the line there against uh, Sacramento. So they get the job done. So the first two teams in at the moment. Vegas, heading to Vegas. Vegas, Which is uh, very nice. So... Anything st- stood out to you? Oh, one thing that stood out to me is the Lakers' defense is horrific. Like, based on a few games that I watched, not great. That's just me. So, you can tell me I'm all over the shop or that the I'm things right. I see, I mean, look, as much as people 
want to have that hope that Philly's going to do something in the East. I can tell you, I can just see it right now. Joel Embiid's going to get burnt out. They just don't have the depth. Uh, I feel coming off the bench. Um, I mean, you had that. I mean, I'm not sure if you've seen the stat line uh, of in Philly's last game when Pat Bev started and he had like top scored 26 points. He's had something ridiculous. Um, it's funny how like you you get the start, you play that way, but when you come off the bench, you can't provide like that punch off the bench that you that you need in those minutes. So, look, I, I just can't see them having enough. The Lakers, don't worry about the Lakers. The Lakers are going nowhere. We're not doing anything this season. Lakers fans, the roster is just, it's just not good enough. In moments, let me just tell you right now, D'Angelo Russell is not going to turn up in four of the seven games. You know what I mean? He's not going to turn up. That's a problem. Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah. And we need him to turn up consistently. We need guys like Reeves to turn up consistently. I mean, he's been leading the second group. We need that. Um, We're going to obviously need, uh, you know, Guys like Rui and 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 Cam Reddish to to play at a high level and knock down shots. I don't have the confidence that they. Do you, you know, think Rui, you get someone like DeRozan or Levine? I don't think that. I don't know even know if that helps. I don't even know if that that helps helps the cause. So, yeah, it's a tough one, but I just can't. I just can't see it. Like the fact, the fact that LeBron's still the best guy. I mean, still. At this point, he's trying to play less minutes, but he's still finding himself getting to 36 minutes a night. Um, they were trying, obviously, trying something a little bit different in the season. But yeah, look, I saw something I crazy. Um, there was obviously the stat in their 21st season, and he's averaging 24.4. And then the second highest, I think, was Dirk, which was like 7.9 points per game in their 21st season. And he's averaging 24 and a half. The other thing that I saw that was hilarious was um, like I'm a bit of foresight into the future where if Bronny does get drafted into the NBA, I saw this thing and it was, uh, I can't remember who was leading it. Might have been Kobe. I think it was Kobe and his dad because his dad played in the NBA. It was like father, son, all time points ever. So. When Bronny James starts his first game and hits his first point, even if he just hits a free throw, LeBron James has more points than all the father-son combos, like individually, over time, just by himself, as one guy. <laughs> it was the stupidest thing I've ever freaking seen. It was like Dal Curry and Steph Curry at like 37,000 points combined. Kobe Bryant and his dad at like 38,500 points combined. And LeBron's just more than all of them. It was just ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It is seen. crazy. It's just the consistency. Joke. The consistency, just unbelievable. But yeah, enough about the Lakers. We're not going to do that much. Um, it's interesting to see the the dynamic. What's happening in uh, Phoenix? You've got like you're not really having too many games where Booker and, and Kevin Durant are playing at the same time. You got usually one resting, or you know they they've been on and off. Um, so you know, hopefully they can. Said they're that right, and they, like like in the fourth Booker, so yeah. Booker, I mean, this is this is what I mean. Like, it's interesting to see how that's developing because you know, Beal, Durant, and Booker really haven't played consistently consistently together, and they're doing so well already. I mean, they're sitting in the fourth seed. Should both all those guys get back and actually get back to full health? What is that team going to really look like? It looks pretty dangerous. So, yeah. 
yeah, they're definitely a team to watch. They're they're humming along nicely with a team, you know, in a situation where all their stars aren't even playing consistently. Well, surprise packets outside of Phoenix. Well, Phoenix really isn't a surprise packet, but Minnesota probably, Oklahoma are the first two seeds, top two seeds in the West, which is a bit of a surprise. Yeah, a bit of a surprise, uh, but. I, I can't see – I don't know if I see both those teams sticking it out uh, and staying at the top. Maybe. Really interesting to see. I mean, Rudy Gobert's playing so well at the moment. Yeah, playing really well. Timberwolves are playing very well. Um, no Anthony Edwards the last two games, and they've been able to get the dubs. So that's, you know, obviously confidence building for them, you know, being able to get it done without – what I would say, I mean, people might say that Cat's their best guy, but I feel like Ant Man's their best guy. Ant Man's the best guy. Are you kidding me? He's the best guy on that team. He's yeah, he's so good. Oh, he is. He's ridiculous. And funnily enough, remember when they thought they that he wasn't interested in basketball and we gave him shit on this podcast, and now he's just dominating because he wanted to play football instead of basketball. Well, he's just one of those freak athletes that come along, mate, and Probably could could have done both. Could have done both. Could have He's been Bo good. Jackson the second, mate. Yeah. Uh, any other surprises there? New Orleans really isn't a surprise. I know they're in the eighth seed. They're not a surprise because they played really no. well on the back end of last season. Yeah, really, yeah. Really I think well. it was a bit of a chemistry issue. Then they had a few guys in and in and out. Um, they're working out a bit, you know, a, a few changes. Um, but yeah, I think they'll come along. I expect the Pelicans. I mean, should you know, guys. They've got look. That's the only issue. They've got two guys on there that have got a history of injuries. Uh, in you know Zion and and Ingram, you know as well, who who has a a tough run with injuries. So you know, can they stay fit? That's that's the biggest question. That's if okay. they if they if they do stay fit, uh, you know, they can obviously upset some teams there in the West. Um, and you know, look to make a playoff push. Definitely. Uh, Adam says Ant Man all the way. Cat had his chance. I agree. He definitely had his chance. Uh, let's go to the East. Boston sit on top there. The Magic still on uh, in the second seed. Uh, Bucks in third. Philly in fourth. Uh, my mob down into the seventh seed. It's very tight in the East at the moment. It is still a bit early in the season. Heat the seventh. Uh, right, not really. Any- Which teams are you ruling out? Which teams aren't making the top ten? Detroit. Well, I reckon how it stands now is potentially is the playoffs. Minus maybe a Brooklyn or Atlanta, but I can't see Atlanta dropping out. Maybe a Brooklyn out and like Toronto is the only team I think that comes in. The Bulls are absolutely shit. The Bulls are going to make mate, that that roster is getting blown up. That yeah. roster is getting so, blown up. I'm telling you, it's not. It's not ending. Yeah. Past. There's going to be moves out of that roster by the trade. Charlotte, deadline. Charlotte would. Charlotte will be good, but Lamelo's always injured. So they started well, but then he got injured. And then so they struggle, yeah, they're struggling. The Wizards, the worst duo, the one two, the worst one two punch in the whole comp. The whole comp is Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma. Sauce just shows Jordan Poole got paid that, that has, bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. That has more down to do with Jordan Poole. You can go have a look at Kuz- Kuzma. 
to start off the season was a bit slow, but now he's putting in that Kuzma work that we've seen from last season. And he, I think he's understanding that Jordan Poole ain't all who he, he was uh, put out to be and that he actually needs to take more certainty within game. Because you, if you go have a look at his last five games, he's putting up great numbers, yeah. assist numbers, points numbers. Um, I think he – it actually frustrates me because, like, we kept Kuzma, Dom, the Lakers. He could have been the third guy, man. He could have been the third guy. You could have had Kuzma and Caruso. The team would have been what? way better. Oh, it still kills me. We won, we won the championship. We blew up the roster every time. It just, it just, I know. I know. I can't believe that. I actually can't believe that. KCP goes to another championship winning team, makes a great uh, contribution, yeah, contribution towards yeah. uh, Denver Nuggets. That's what he did for the Lakers. Why did I we know. get rid of him? You got rid of all your defensive guys in that season. All your guys that played D, you got rid of them. You replaced them with, like, I don't even know who you replaced them with, to be honest. So, like, Caruso played D in that team, and KCP played D. Even Kuzma wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. Yeah, but, like, Kuzma's game has now developed. I feel like, man, I mean, who knows? I don't know what his contract situation is like, but, man, if you're a contending team and you need it. I agree with that. You need a third guy. I'm telling you, go I, out there and get. I agree with. I agree that. with Matty Tabe though. Would Kuzma have grown as much at the Lakers? I don't think he would have. I agree. He's grown because he became the man. Yeah, no, I agree that. I agree with that. But like behind LeBron that- and AD, like it's hard. It's hard. Guys that succeed with LeBron, it is hard. Like he does make you better because you get. This is the whole thing with Jordan Poole. Like. He was so good because look at the at the team that he played on. How many guys there are they trying to stop? So you're going to get open looks and have more freedom to play your game. With Clay Thompson and Steph Curry getting all the attention, like even yeah. Wiggins getting was getting more attention at one stage before Poole started kicking off. They had three guys doing everything offensively. And then he came out of nowhere. He gets paid. Then goes to the playoffs, lays an absolute egg in the playoffs, like like a monumental egg. You you only see that many you only see that many donuts at a Krispy Kreme parlor, mate. Like it was, but he was he in that? He wasn't in the championship team, was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, but he was shit. It was just Curry that dominated. He didn't do much in that series. Yeah, that's what I mean. He laid an egg. They were terrible. He was ter- not. They were terrible. They won the title. He was terrible. Anyway, only team drop potentially coming in the East is Toronto. In the West, Golden State's outside of the top ten, so I expect them. They're a bit of a danger side. The other team again, Source. I'm going to say it. There's only one game left. And then Glock Morant's back in there. They are only three games, uh, four games. Four games behind the 10th seed. Yeah. So Memphis could be anything still. Don't rule them out. So when the Glock comes back. All right, Sauce. Let's move on to the Premier League. Got to love the football at the moment. It's just been fantastic. It's been so good for some teams, not for others. 
Burnley defeat Sheffield 5-0. Brentford 3-1 over Luton. Uh, Arsenal get the job done against the Wolves 2-1. Everton 1-0 over Nottingham. Any comments on the Arsenal game? That goal that Saka kicked was unbelievable, by the way. Yeah, there was that goal. And then did you see the Odegaard goal? No? Yeah, it was unbelievable. Two great goals. Um, probably could have had a third. Uh, but nonetheless, got got the win, and it's always it's always you know, it's always a tough game. You had a midweek fixture, then you got to yep. back it up, yep. um, and then we've got another fixture tomorrow. So we're literally playing three fixtures within a week, Dom. Three like fixtures it. within a week. Um, so tough period, tough. You know, this this is a really really tough period for uh, English clubs coming up. You know, there's other uh, Germany. I'm pretty sure takes a break. Italy takes a break, um, a little bit of a break. But the English league plays straight through all the way. Best league and, in the world, um, mate. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, it's it's a tough time. Of, uh, you know, the fixtures are really close together. And this is where, you know, teams are – some teams are make it and some teams they break it, mate. And this is could be the, the downfall of some teams that were might be title contenders or – and then the teams that, you know um, – our title contenders, you know, at the end of December, you sort of see going into the new year who are going to be the teams that are truly contending. I was, I've seen it too many times in December, in the month of December, Arsenal fuck everything up. We're doing well until this point. We, you know, in this part where the fixtures are really close together, we struggle. But I feel like we've got better depth than we did back then. So, um, correct. The depth came a bit late last season for you. Into Gino and Trossard, and like that came a bit too late, in my opinion, because you got you already had a few injuries. If you had that Correct. a bit earlier, then you could have added again, which is what's happened. You got the depth, and you added again in the off season. So now you have a more well-rounded squad going into this season. So maybe if you had this squad last year, you probably wouldn't have bottled some of those games towards the end of the season the, against some of those. In some of those fixtures against those terrible teams that were watching it, just going like, "What the hell are these guys doing?" Like, so. But you're looking good. I'm, I'm glad one of our teams is playing really, really well. So I'm glad. And I'm like I always say to you, if I want any team to win, because it's out of three teams this year, Source, and I'll talk about the other, the third team in a second, because it's Arsenal, Man City, and there's one other side in there. All right, I want you guys to win it when I mention the third team. All right, no chance I want the other two winning. Nottingham uh, lose to Everton 1 0. Man United, fantastic effort, lost 1 0 to Newcastle. They just got absolutely fucking annihilated and got their first corner at the 82nd minute mark of the game. That is how well we played, Source. We got a corner, our first corner in the 82nd minute mark. It was it was great to watch. Marcus Marcus Rashford came off and threw a tantrum like a little baby when he did. He did nothing, bro. I didn't even think he was on the park. I I swear to you, I I didn't even realize he was playing with his fucking orange hair and mate. Get your shit together. Do you hear what Paul Skull said? If you haven't, go listen to it. He gave him. He flamed him. He pretty much flamed him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard it. Gave, gave it to him, him a serve. Gary, ne- Gary Neville gave him a serve too. Yeah. Plenty of ex Manchester United you know, greats uh not 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 enjoying watching Manchester United. Let's just put it that way. It's terrible. Another goalkeeping blunder. 
And credit to Newcastle. That was their third game that they played within seven days. And they beat us. And they got a lot of injuries, man. They got nine out. Well, ten now. They lost the keeper. Pope got injured in in that game. And they reckon and what- De Gea is going to come to... like they, they want to try and sign De Gea. Apparently. United? Newcastle. Oh, that's smart. It's a good signing. Yeah, it's a good signing, mate. We should never have got rid of him, but it's a good signing by uh, Newcastle. What, what what's the what were you telling me the other day? There's how many which players have fallen out with Ten Hag and are gonna end up being pushed out of the club? Sancho, Varane, Casemiro, um Mason Mount, who just got signed, doesn't play a lick of minutes. Um, is he on the bench? He, does he sit on the bench, does he? I think he's been on the bench. He was injured. He came back. He might have picked yeah. up something again. But so those four, then he wants to get rid of Lindelof, Johnny Evans, Donny van der Beek. Uh, Who else was there that he wanted to get rid of? Oh, Ericsson. I think he had a falling out with Ericsson as well. He doesn't play anymore. Christian Ericsson does not play anymore. I haven't seen him play for like ages. He might come and play like when you got two fixtures in a week, like Champions League and stuff. Yeah. He doesn't get a run in the Premier League. I know McTominay was playing good football. So there's those seven. But take Ericsson out. Those seven that I mentioned to you, he's actually looking to get rid of all seven of those guys. So I think the, the word was that he wants to turn over 13 players from this current squad in the offseason. 13. It's almost half the squad. I'm just just putting that out there. Anyway. Interesting. Good to see. Blame Ronaldo. Yeah, it was all his fault. Yep. They hey. said that, oh, Ronaldo was a, a prima donna. You know, you can't get along with the coach. Oh, what do you know? He's a professional. Fell out with the coach. Varane, professional. Fell out with the coach. Sancho was a young kid. Yeah, he's probably got a bit more attitude. I get that. I'll give him a pass. Casemiro. Ultimate professional. All three of those guys, Ronaldo, Varane, and Casemiro, won Champions Leagues together at Real Madrid. This is the funny thing. Like These are the a consummate pro- professionals, mate. Some of the best footballers to ever play in their position, ever, of all time. Of all time, source. And they fell out with the coach. Like, I don't know. There's too many... There's too many fallings out for it to be the players all the time. You know, that's the way I'll look at it. Yeah, I know. Anyway, shit happens. We're, we're shit. Anyway, credit to Newcastle. They I fought hard. They got the job done, mate. I'm, I'd be happy with that as a Newcastle fan. There was, there was, there was, there was, this is just the last story I'll leave it on. And I don't know if this, you know, maybe this is people can take of it what they will in, in terms of read between the lines of, of what it might mean for Ten Hag's persona. But there was a, a young 17-year-old from Ajax. When he was at Ajax, he um, he came with, like, this flashy haircut or something, right? And Ten Hag said something about his haircut, right? And then, this, you know, 17-year-old, he smartly turned back, just jokingly said, you know, he, go, he goes, you just worry about your hair and I'll worry about my hair. And he's obviously got no hair. And he ended up, he was starting at that point. The next two games, he started on the bench. So, yeah, and then I think the story goes that 
he said to him, you won't play till you get you fix your haircut. And then he got you fixed his haircut and then he had to apologize to him. Yeah. After he go. got the haircut. So the bottom as, line as, is he's a fuckwit. He's a fuckwit. Like that I don't know. I just look at it like if you can get so offended over a 17-year-old joking because you've got a bald head, mate, you've got a bald head. Like people are gonna joke about it. Like it's just it's just something that's that happens, yeah. Like even people used to give Gary Ablett shit for having a bald head, you know, at AFL games, yeah. Like it, it just it just happens, right? It's no different. Some people give you know ginger people a, a rough time because they got red hair, right? It's just like it just happens. The fact that you take something so seriously and hold that against to the player, it in that manner is just I don't know. You're supposed to be able to, as a manager, there's got to be a line between. Uh, dealing with the players, you know, being a people person and, and understanding them in, in a way um, and not taking everything, you know, there's times to be serious and there's time, maybe times to have a joke and, and things like that. And I think you've heard, you've heard coaches talk about that before in, in having a balance and having a good environment. And, you know, I, I just feel like his demeanor and the way he goes about things does not build a good club culture and environment there that people, that, that, Guys want to, once they cross that white line, they want to do everything for him as the manager. Like, I, I just don't feel that the players want to do that for him. I don't know. No, I think it's only, honestly, be, yeah. I think it's a matter of time before Ten Hag is out. Now, I could be wrong. I don't think he's going to go, Source. They're going to, they, they'll stick by him. They want to see what happens. Like, if we win that Newcastle game, we are in sixth spot, equal with Tottenham. Just goal difference of Tottenham is better than us. And we're two games behind Arsenal. We're now three games behind Arsenal. Like, it's not like we're a mile behind. It's not like Solskjaer when we were in 10th spot and then Ronaldo came and literally saved us. Like, that situation. But my biggest concern is there's no identity. I've spoken about this a million times on this show, man. A million times. There's no identity. There's no game style that is even noticeable by a Manchester United fan and those outside of the Manchester United fan base as yourself, when you watch us play, you're just like, what are you actually doing? I was told that before the Guggenheimer press, whatever the fuck they were talking about, this Dutch type of football, the Guggen press, that when we lose the ball, we're going to get it back within three seconds. Mate, we attack and no one runs back to defend. That, I thought that was going to be our football. We lose the ball, get it back. Not they hold the ball for 25 minutes. You, you get the ball and you make one pass, you turn it over, and then they've got it again. So there's no identity. And I understand there's a lot happening at the club with the managers and uh, – sorry, the managers, the owners and just everything that's happening there. The, the stadium's falling apart. Like It's just a shambles. It's actually a shambles. Like I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I would have preferred Mohammed bin. Yeah, they haven't reinvested. Mohammed bin. I think it's Mohammed bin Salem. I, I actually wished Mohammed bin Salem bought the club. And I also, and because when when his bid got rejected, I was hoping Sir Jim Ratcliffe bought the club. Not a twenty. I don't want him to get a twenty five percent stake because I don't want the Glazers to have seventy five percent stake in Manchester United because the Glazers know nothing about football. We've got more debt than ever before since they become owners. No difference has come like since since Ferguson literally just patched up all the problems, 
And you just notice when, as you're saying, a respected manager leaves the football club with his his footballing staff. Look what happens. No one's been able to replicate anything except for one guy. And that one guy, which was exactly the same as Cristiano Ronaldo, voiced his opinion and told the truth. And that was Jose Mourinho. He bagged the club as manager. He bagged the club. We finished second. We finished second source. Jose Mourinho got Manchester United to finish second. He bagged the club, said it was a shambles in his own way of thinking. He said there's no heritage at the football club. They don't play for heritage anymore. It's gone. It's gone. Next season, we flogged him off. So it's it's just trouble. Just trouble, trouble, trouble everywhere. Anyway, enough on United. We're shit. Um, there's better games on this week than that one. Uh, West Ham drew with Palace. Chelsea defeat Brighton. Another red card. Uh, two captain red cards in two weeks. Reese James captain the club last week. Red card. Connor Gallagher captain this week. Got red carded. But good win overall there. Bournemouth, Aston Villa 2-2. Man City, Tottenham play out a thrill draw source, which was unbelievable. And the third team, which in my opinion is the dark horse, to win the title this year is oh, Liverpool defeating Fulham. Yeah, compared to last year. Well, compared to last year, yes, it was a two-horse race, but they are. They're playing quietly, playing very, very well. Very, very well. Like, they bounced back massively from last year. So they're sitting in third at the moment, I'm pretty sure. Uh, fixtures this week. Tomorrow morning, yeah. Tomorrow morning, 6.30, Wolves-Burnley. 7.15, Luton-Arsenal. Great time, 7.15. Uh, Thursday morning, we've got Brighton-Brentford, Palace-Bournemouth, Fulham-Nottingham, Sheffield-Liverpool, Villa-City, Man United-Chelsea. Uh, Everton-Newcastle uh, is on Saturday morning. Tottenham-West Ham. Oh, sorry, Friday morning. Tottenham-West Ham on Friday morning. Uh, Saturday night, Crystal Palace, Liverpool. Uh, far out. United's playing two games in three days. Saturday morning. Told you, mate. It's Jeff. Oh, sorry, Sunday morning, sorry. At 2 a.m., Brighton, Burnley, Man United, Bournemouth, Sheffield, it's Brentford. Off. Everywhere, football mate. From off. Wednesday all the way to Monday. Mate, even Arsenal's playing again. You're playing Villa. That's a that's a tough game, bro. Sunday morning, 4.30. Away. Away. That's a Ooh, tough, tough game for yeah, us. Everton Chelsea. Monday morning, Everton Chelsea, Fulham West Ham, West Ham, sorry, Luton Man City, and Tottenham Newcastle. There you go. Big Mate, games. This is it is just a massive. Doma, before you moved on, you moved out of the Tottenham Man City game before, finished 3 3. Just wanted yes. to say, did you see the miss from Erling Haaland? It was one of the greats. One of the greatest misses of all time, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't seen it, he wants to complain about he he'll complain about the uh, the referee at the end not playing near the advantage. Which, if you haven't seen, that's it, fair enough. It's it. fair, enough. Was fair enough. He, he, I don't think he, they would have scored out of it anyway. But anyway, well, yes, but it was fair enough because the ref yeah. actually called an advantage. It was a bit of. But don't worry about complaining about that, Erling. How about you just go back and have a look at the the chance that you missed earlier in the game. On the left peg, that mate. Let me just tell you, as the as the man, like 
a, a man of your caliber should not be missing that chance. You, especially on your left leg, you know that's your preferred foot. You got to put it's, it in the back of the net. It's, it's moments like that, source when you're watching it as a fan. If you play community football, you just feel a lot better about yourself you if do. you're a striker you and you've and you've fluffed them here and there. You know, you just feel a lot better. You go, even the best do it. <laughs> so maybe my skills aren't too far off from Erwin Haaland. That's what you... <laughs> oh, it makes you feel a bit... You know, it, does, it, it makes you feel adequate good. for once. It makes... <laughs> like, oh, okay. But oh, I couldn't believe it. It was hilarious. Saucy did send me a message to He videotaped Haaland's miss and he was just pissing his pants in the... I was, I was crying a laughter when I watched it. It was so funny. But uh, that was a ripping game. It was a good bounce back from Postacoglu because they'd lost three in a row. So hey, look, they got they, a lot of injuries, and, and Tottenham, if they can stay there, get their guys back, and you know, float around, they, they, they're a tough team to play against, regardless. Yeah. So yeah, think definitely. about it. They they went to City, went to Manchester, went there and played an attacking game style, pressed. You know, yeah, they got broken down sometimes in the press. Sure, they did, but hey, they pinched the ball at times with their press and got goals out of it. So they they we played a real attacking game style, and in the second half they were even more aggressive um, than they were in the first half. And it, you know, credit to them, credit to them. Definitely. Uh, standings: Arsenal on top, Liverpool second, City third, Villa fourth, Tottenham fifth, Newcastle sixth, United seventh, Brighton eighth, West Ham ninth. And we only go through the top ten. Chelsea bottom is three, in tenth. Bottom three. Bottom three. Bottom three are Everton, who obviously had a points deduction. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we know that. Uh, so, Everton, Burnley, and Sheffield. But Everton's only two points behind. Um, uh, only two points behind Luton. So, they've done well to get back their points. They were minus 10 points. and Or does it get deducted by the end of the season? I don't know. It doesn't. Not sure. Not sure. Yeah, anyway. I Let's think it's already to... been deducted because they've had, a, they've had some wins, Everton. So yeah, they, they were winning a few, to be honest. Um, James says, thanks for acknowledging Liverpool. No worries. Um, Matt says, the difference between a good haircut and a bad haircut is two weeks. All right. Let's get to the real real football, and that is uh, the Saudi Professional League. <laughs> the fact that we're still going with this, people thought we'll have an, a, a, take it like it was a piss take, but I genuinely watch... This, this stuff, mate. It's it's good football. Al Tawun beat Shabab 2-1. Al Raid defeat uh, Craig Goodwin's Al Waida 2-0. Al Akdud defeat Edifak 1-0. Al Tay defeat Fateh 1-0. Al Halal top of the table clash with a red card defeat Al Nassar 3-0. And it was just Mitrovic and Milinkovic Savic putting on an absolute clinic in this game, to be honest. I've got the boys out here on the... Uh, can you hear that? Can you hear the yeah, bike? Can, yeah, yeah mate. The, the young kids, they've, got, they've put like a motor on their uh, on their bicycle and they've just gone full, like full, full sick. Yeah. Home dog. Home yeah, job. Home holding job. On, like one of them was just holding on to, to the back of him on his bike. He lifted up. He literally popped a mono holding up his bike and holding on to his mate while he's got the electric motor going and he's just flying down the street. Just nutcases, mate. Yeah. That's how we do it. Doma, yeah. you got paid a nice sum by Sheik to talk Saudi League. Time to disclose it. No, no, no. no. I, 
I talk about it so then the sheik can see it and then pay me the nice lump sum, James. I'm getting paid jack shit at the moment. We hope. That's what we're hoping. We want the double coverage podcast studio in Saudi Arabia. I told you, <laughs> I'll do anything that they want. Uh, Alfea lose to Damak 4-2. Itihad defeat Al-Khalij 4-2. Al-Ali beat Abba 6-0. They are terrible. I think Abba lost. 9-0 last week. Or was that Damak? One of them lost. Al-Hazem. Al-Hazem lost 9-0. Oh, Al-Hazem. They drew to Riyadh, nil all. And Riyadh's terrible. They're so bad. Uh, upcoming fixtures. So they're now th- seven points clear, Al-Halal of Al-Nasar. We've got Hazem Fateh, Damak Idihad, Shabab Etifak, Khalij Abba, Tay Al-Halal, Tawun Fayah, Al-Nasar versus Riyadh. Al Ali versus Al Raid and Al Wader versus Al Akdud. Get around it. What time's Al Nasar game on? 5 a.m. on Saturday morning. And I'll probably get up and watch that, to be honest. Why not? Uh, Champions League is the last thing. Arsenal 6 0 against Lens. You kick four in the first half or five in the first half? You just oh, destroyed him. My, my phone was just going boom, 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 going crazy, mate. Just goal, goal, goal. I was like, what's going on? Uh, Bayern draw with Copenhagen. Let's just get to Madrid defeat Napoli. That four two. That was a good game. Uh, United draw to Galatasaray three one. No comment. So we're up three one in that game. Uh, the one that I do want to talk about though, Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle against PSG. You want to see one of the worst VAR decisions of all time? I messaged Source and said, Newcastle have Paris on the ropes. This is unbelievable because I don't think they could make a sub because they had no one to put on. They were genuinely cooked. They had that many injuries. The penalty that got given Source, the guy controls it like in the box. It hits his chest. like He goes like this, hits his chest, and it comes up and hits his arm, and they gave a penalty. Every commentator was like, but he didn't try and defend the ball with his arm out. Like, he controlled the ball and it hit his arm. It's unintentional. He's like, that happens anywhere else on the on the pitch. It's play on. But because it happens in the box, we've got to stop the whole game. We've got to VAR it. We've got to bring the ref over to the monitor. And we've got to give PSG a penalty to make him show face because they had a home game and they're losing to Newcastle who played him off the park. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Piss me off. Fixtures, I think there's some games this week. You know, you know that PSG is going to get the call, but they're going to get the call. Yeah, I knew that. I was waiting. I was waiting the whole time for it to happen. I was like, how are they going to do it? How are they going to... Mind you, I want to find out who the guy is, by the way. I genuinely thought Kylian Mbappe was going to punch this guy's head in. I'm going to find out who the player was. He probably, at the end, Source, I swear to God, I've never seen a game where a guy probably should have kicked five goals in the space of 25 minutes. Five goals. I want to find this guy's name. Barcola. He came on in the 62nd minute, Source. Barcola. Yeah. He came on for Kolo Moani. And he probably could have had five. Just kept fluffing him. I was watching Kylian Mbappe every time he took a shot. 
just going, what are you doing? He missed two pretty much directly in front. He just sprayed them. He was, he was like, he went up for one of them, Mbappe. He's gone up for a header, and that Bacola must have called for it. So Mbappe's pulled out of the header, and he was by himself, back post. He's gone to volley it. He's kicked and scotted over the bar, and Mbappe's turned around and gone like, you've called for it, and you just skied it. You should have just put it into the into the goals. So he, he was just losing losing his shit. Oh, Killian, he wasn't happy. Uh, you would have been happy if you went to Madrid, you clown. So <laughs> suck on that one, Killian, you dickhead. All right, let's uh, move on to UFC. Over to you, Source. All right, Dommer. UFC card over the weekend. It was good card. You've seen a few fights. I didn't catch many of them, but you can comment on a few if, if, as we go. I should have had the. I only watched. Uh, I know you've seen a couple. UFC. What was it? Uh, UFC Fight Night. Fight Night uh, Darius versus Tasturian. And before we get into that, we'll we'll bring up this bad boy and let you know that this uh, segment is sponsored by Roll Clean Soap. Head over www.rollclean.com.au and check out their wide range of soaps, uh, boost balms, magnesium bath salts, the works, uh, beard oil, everything for your hygienic needs. And uh, they keep you smelling fresh on and off the mats. So... Make sure you're not the smelly guy at the gym. Roll in with confidence and destroy the competition with Roll Clean Soap. Use double coverage at checkout for 20% off your first order. All right. We had UFC Fight Night. Benil Dariush against Armin Taskurian. Armin Taskurian gets the win with a KO in the first round. And then you had the co-main event, Jalen Turner against Bobby Green. I believe that was a no contest or something like that because the fight got stopped for some reason or another. Um, I'm not exactly sure. It it's actually a good up. card, man. And then you had Rob Font de- defeated by Deviusen Figueroa in the bantamweight division. You had Sean Brady defeat Calvin Gastelum with a submission in the third round in the uh, welterweight division. Lightweight division, you had Joaquin Silva defeat Clay Guida in the uh, with a decision that went the distance. And the last card to round out the um, the main card of the evening was Dustin Svolfus. I don't. Call, I can't even say that. That's that. I don't even know. Stoltzfus. Stoltzfus defeated Pun Henley Soriano. Um, and then feel free to check out the uh, prelims if you want to check those out. But nonetheless, that was the results over the weekend. Um. And then upcoming this weekend, we have UFC uh, at the Apex Song versus Gutierrez in the main event. So make sure you check it out. This Sunday, it kicks off from the main card from 2 p.m. So that means the prelim card will kick off from 12 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Doma. Uh, Matty Tape says, Boost Magnesium Balm is flying off the shelf. It's good. I like it. I like it. Uh, I did catch a couple of prelim fight source. Uh, a couple interesting ones. Uh, first time I'd ever seen this happen in MMA, and uh, Daniel Cormier said it's probably the first time he's ever seen it happen in 
MMA. Uh, so in the lightweight uh, bout, Drakkar Close versus Joe Selecki. Uh, Selecki came out in a flurry, was all over Close, just beating him up. This ended in the first round, mind you, minute 41. Gets close to the floor, gets him in trying to get into a submission hold. Drakkar Close, Source, picks him up. And you know when you go to slam him on the ground from a submission, you're getting held? He decides, I'm going to, when I pick him up, when I drop Selecki, I'm going to turn him to his side when I drop him. And his temple has bounced off the mat and knocked him out cold. Cold, bro. Like, gold. He literally picked him up and slammed him and turned him on the way down. His head went bang, rocked off the canvas, and he just, like, he wasn't holding on to him. He just went bang like that. I thought he was dead, mate. You fucking, it was incredible. All that momentum lifting him up and just dropping him straight on his head. Knocked him out cold. He gets the win there. But the fight that you have to go watch, Sauce, this this was just ridiculous. It was the light heavyweight fight. Rodolfo Bellato versus Ijo Potiera. What I don't know what I was watching. Potiera and Bellato were just exchanging for two full rounds knocking the living suitcases out of each other. Potiera, in the second round, mounts Bellato, source. Full mount, hammer-fisting Bellato. Like, his head is bouncing off the canvas as he's dropping these hum- huge hammer fists into his head. Bellato somehow gets his his hands up and just survives it. I think he's, he's Islander descent. Bellato or Mexican? I'm not sure. But, bro, he was just copying. He was getting rocked. He said he was getting... He he actually said that he was out. But he was, like, out and then coming back too. As probably... He was probably out, but then his head, when it was hitting the canvas, was waking him up, mate. Anyway, he ended up rolling over Potieria. And then when he rolled him, he was... Potieria was up against the fence. And then he just started teeing off on this guy. And knocked him out cold, bro. I was just like, "What is going on?" It was, it was the exciting fight. That's what you want. Just, That's what you fun. want. It was good. It was really good. But there was a another uh, card that you told me to watch, and that was the BKFC source. That is the most brutal thing I've ever watched in my life. I told you it's brutal, Dom. It is the the cuts come quick on their face. All right, man. Nah, like. MMA is one thing, but BKFC that, that it's actually on another level. On a uh, platinum, Mike Perry got the win against Eddie Alvarez. So Eddie Alvarez, seen ca- Eddie Alvarez face. Have you seen the first? Have you seen the first round? Just go watch the first round. Source Eddie Alvarez pushed the pace. Didn't get touched. He, he did not get touched. He rocked Mike Perry twice in the first round. So Mike Perry didn't duck and dodge anything. He was just getting hit in the face, and he just kept walking straight back towards Eddie Alvarez. And his head was like... He looked like Rocky Balboa in the first one against Apollo Creed, where his head is just getting absolutely pummeled for the first three minutes of the round or whatever the hell it is. Then the second second round, like Alvarez was gassed because he's throwing everything, and he's probably thinking to myself, how is this guy not knocked out? 
by that stage, Mike Perry's face looks like he's got a fucking pumpkin on his head. That's how swollen his head is. And then he just threw some big, big shots. He cut. I think he might have fractured Eddie Alvarez's face because at the end, uh, at the end of the second round, his corner called the fight. He said, no, 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 he's not going out for the third round. We're throwing in the towel. He's he's done. And then he was like touching his face and it was all like jelly. I reckon he like fractured his whole face, mate. And the cut, he's, he was swollen. It looked like he got stung by a bee and had allergic reaction sores. It was fucking cooked. <laughs> It's the most brutal it's, shit I've ever seen nuts. in my life. It's nuts. Hang on. Let's let's see if we can actually find it. Hang on. Just type in Mike Perry looks like a pumpkin. Oh, it was unbelievable. Oh, I, don't, I didn't know what I was watching, to be honest. It was just out of control. Oh, jeez. I've got a photo. Have you got a photo? Yeah, I've got a photo here. <laughs> it's just... Holy it's just... You see that? Holy moly. It's just cooked, man. Look at his head. There it is there. Look at him. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely fractured. That's absolutely nuts. It's unreal, bro. It's brutal as shit. Uh, shout out to the uh, Aussie, by the way. She's the champ in BKFC, and she uh, defended her title. So good honor. Faya? Uh, Faya? It's Faya, F-E-A. I think she was, uh, if I type in BKFC 56, Ferreira, uh, Ferreira. Yeah, the Aussie. Got the job done. All right, Sauce. Let's get into Hobby Talk. I haven't got the uh, banner. I just remembered, actually, just now. But we do have a new... Uh, code for mint collectibles. Let me just go to mint collectibles in the DMs. Very sorry about this. That's all right. We might we will just say go to mint collectibles. You're gonna have to listen to the show to get the code. You know what I mean? Double we'll, coverage. We'll... Double coverage twenty is the new code. So double coverage twenty. Double coverage so... twenty or lowercase. Listen to the show to to obviously get the, the discount. Uh, we won't put it in the description. We have got the the link to their website in the description, so you can find that there. Then when you go to check out, add your items to cart, and then type in double coverage 20 in the coupon code to obviously get 20% off your order. Uh, we'll put it that way just so uh, hopefully, you know, unless there's uh, people who are that keen to get the uh, the code, they are listening to the show and uh, use it on their bot programs. And uh I mean, that's unfortunate, but we won't make it as easy as possible for them, Dom, which is all they got to do is just click on our video and go to the description and find the code. Uh, they'll actually have to sift through the hour of content and find where we're talking about it. So it's just annoying. It's just annoying. It is annoying. It is annoying. It's annoying that they have to ruin it for other people. But, uh, yeah, as we were told before when we reported on the show, that there's no bots. There's no bots. So maybe we shouldn't worry. Um, but nonetheless, Correct. 
We have hobby talk. There's been a bit going on. Doma, where are we starting? We're going to start here. Um, this is an interesting one. We, we haven't really seen too many humongous sales in sports uh, sports cards for a while. I think that's fair to say. But we had this sell this week. 1914 Baltimore News Babe Ruth. $7.2 million sale. Wow. For a SGC3. So it sold at Robert Edward Auctions. Didn't go through Golden. That's probably why it didn't really get as much traction, to be honest. Um, yeah, but that's an interesting one. There's the card in question. Babe Ruth. Very nice. wonder how many of these are out there. I mean, it's from 1914, over 100 yeah. years old. Correct. And oh, I'm not sure Baltimore, how many. Baltimore News. What does that mean? It came from a newspaper, came as a promotional material when you when you bought something. I don't know. Who knows where it came from? If anyone knows the origins of the card, let us know. But, yeah, it just goes to show that, I mean, that the old, old, like, I mean, that older, older stuff, vintage stuff, I think I've seen it a bit in the AFL space where some of those old, old vintage corny, car, yeah. corny cards, old tobacco cards uh, from back in the day from old, you know, real old timers, they sell, I mean, obviously not at that level of $7, $7 million uh, for the Babe Ruth, but, you know, still some really, you know, decent money for what is an old, you know, card that was taken out of a packet of cigarettes um, is it's quite interesting. So yeah, look, I, I couldn't say I would spend $7 million on, on that, but the person who's spending $7 million on that probably has a cracker Babe Ruth collection. Wants all the Babe probably Ruth cards that they can have. And, and Potentially a director of assets at a company or something. If yeah. Maybe he's <laughs> director of assets and you know, he, he's um, you know, acquiring a, a new asset to maybe, um, tokenize on on their platform <laughs> platform where they never tokenized anything uh if yeah, you don't know we're talking, about. we're talking about the liquid pump place also known as liquid marketplace <laughs> liquid now, pump place that's very good by you i think liquid pump I think, place i like that yeah, you like that. i like, you like that. that i like that uh, um, we could use that in the title of an episode not... one day liquid yeah, pump place. that's great um, that's so yeah i if you don't <laughs> We warn people about it on this show, which is funny enough, and uh, ended up being fraud. If you haven't seen the Philion video on it, make sure you go check it out. The top James of the said, Philion Liquid Marketplace. James said, if I hold my Zion base card for 100 years, what am I going to get for it? Well, based off the market in the last year and a half, you, you lose uh, you lose about $1,410 because it's gone from 1444 USD to 34 USD. So... $1,410 off a year and a half. Um, I don't think it's as rare and as scarce as that uh, Babe Ruth. So not sure if you saw that. The other one was the uh, very famous LeBron James rookie, um, tw 2003 exquisite patch auto LeBron uh, rookie that sold for $2 million source, which you would remember was a huge sale in two years. Two years. It has gone down 86.3% and has lost a value of $1.748 million of its value in the last two years after selling for $2 million. 
So it's, I think it's at 232 or something at the moment. So very, 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 very interesting. So yeah, that's a few interesting ones there. Your thoughts, Sauce? Any surprises on a Zion Mosaic Silver Prism gone for 1444? Yeah. Oh, it's, in a, it's in a PSA 10, so. PSA 10, Mosaic Silver. Uh, silver. Oh, wow. Rookie. Once sold for, what was it? 1,300, 1,400 USD. And a PSA 10 is now down to 34 USD. Yes, you heard that right. 1,400 USD down to 30. For UST, that is the PSA 10 mosaic silver Zion rookie. Um, it just go. I mean, I I can't even in this in the whole spectrum of things now. The way um how many releases there are and how many rookie cards there is of each guy, mm. I actually don't even see where the value is. If a card is even numbered anywhere above forty nine where the value is in it. Like, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm like, I'm talking about a card that's numbered that doesn't have an auto, right? I'm talking about, you know, if the card's got an auto, different story, right? It's got some more inherent value to it. But man, if you're just buying a numbered card of a, of a, of a set, like elite or flux or, or what other, crappy sets that they make but you know just some of these bodgy sets that they just throw out there that are just fillers in between other better sets that are coming like what what's what's to hold for those cards in the future like is anyone even going to give a fuck about a an elite number to 99 freaking you know um jamarant rookie in 10 years time like is anyone even going to give a shit 15 years time like uh, that's the question that I have in any of this. Like, is anyone going to care about those type of cards? Might be the true jar collectors. Maybe they want them, but mate, are they going to have any sort of inherent value? You know, like what could be his rookie autos or, you know, his on card rookie ticket autos or something of that nature. I don't know. I, I, I would rather have the rookie ticket auto or, you know, some sort of one on one auto or something like that. Um, yeah, th those, even those sort of things. I mean, now I just sort of buy those cards as, as if I send them a good deal. And I think that I can, you know, maybe you know, buy that card for five and sell it for 10 or buy the, you know, buy that lot of numbered cards for X amount and, you know, make a little bit of money on each one as, as a bit of a flip or have them to have something at show. That's why I would buy them or I just buy them because I, I like the guy and, you know, I'm at the end of the day, I look at it like, all right, like I bought a Scotty Barnes numbered and I was like, you know, it's numbered rookie. Worst comes to worst, I'm stuck with it. But you know, I think he's a good player. It's it's interesting to think, like, you know, where where where's this going? You know, like, um, yeah. When you think of it like that, and you had all these people come into it over the time and that's of that, of that period, and looking at it as investments, Dom, right? And you want to talk about it in in that manner, like. If you're thinking of having a card and you're wanting to sell it for a more, you know, a bigger amount in the future, I definitely wouldn't be buying, you know, those type of numbered cards, and I'd be sticking to certain cards. It comes, but it comes in waves, source. Yeah, as we it said, comes in waves. The, I'm being serious. It comes in waves. This stuff. So the best thing to do, Doma, is just collect what you like, and then you're never disappointed. 
and buy singles. And buy singles. Buy singles. And don't buy an, a LeBron RPA and it's only nine at one point seven million. Um, two million, two million, yeah. two million, and lose one point seven eight million, eight six million in value. Um, yeah. I will if it's in a gold pack. Yeah, uh, that just jogged my memory. We forgot to do gold pack exchanges at basketball last night. Fuck. Next week, Maddie. Oh, yeah. It'll happen. It'll happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Austin Reeves <laughs> in. Happening. I can go open Austin. one. I can go get one open one now. Yeah, we're going to battle each other. What's the point in that? No, that's a fair point. We do have to yeah. battle each other. Austin Reeves in the news, Storsey. No idea. No idea. What's he in the news? Don't, don't tell me he's being uh, party. Pull the with... Jordan sequence move with the Chinese mob that do his shoe and will be a part owner in the company. Oh, get around him. Uh, bought a signed jersey of Zion because it was way cheaper than buying a Zion auto card. Did you get the uh, jersey from uh, Juan Garcia? Do you know if it's uh, legit? Part owner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. So he, does Austin Reeves have his own shoe? He wears this Chinese yeah. shoe company. Yeah, the Reavenator. That's what it's called, isn't it? It's called White Boy Can't Jump. Part owner in Regora. Interesting. Reavenator, Regora, close enough. There you go. All right. Uh, oh, the one uh, I'll, I'll speak about at the end of the show. Bit of uh, late mail that came in during the week. Uh, they are called AR1s, apparently. <laughs> oh, 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 that's that's a bit... Uh, Assault rifle. One. Yeah, it's not great for the American public, but anyway. Good luck to him. A um, couple... Product re- uh, releases. <laughs> yeah, James. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. We got to. We got to look at this one, Sauce. This one in particular. It is 2023, and I never thought I'd be reviewing this product on this show. But tops MLS checklist, team set lists, and details. Here we go. Here he is. Lionel Messi is in the product. The base set features 200, 201 cards covering stars from across the league. Included on the checklist is another 25-card pitch prodigies installment highlighting the MLS top rookies, which is good. This is where we uh, got uh, the famous uh, Ricardo Pepe in a product like this. And that turned and this, out to it. And, and this is the reason why also Saka cards um, blocked us. <laughs> yeah, maybe the other reason too was because he didn't even get picked for the American United States men's national team for the World Cup, Ricardo Pepe. So that's how good he is. Uh, here he is, Lionel Messi, the man in question. Here he is. I don't know if I've mentioned I this I can't before, wait to get my hands on a box of this, mate. But this this actually is my team. Saucy's aware of this, Inter Miami. I don't really speak about this much on the show, but yes, I do follow Inter Miami. Inter Miami. Um, but um, do I really now? I just loosely watch them. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> it was following before because they were owned by David Beckham. That was Correct. the reason. And I like to go for all teams that are in Miami, hence why yes. I'm happy about a certain mate of ours that has done a signing with someone, which I'll bring up. 
at some stage. Uh, the parallels include soccer tile, one in four packs, the blue foil to 99, green foil to 75, gold foil, which is hobby only, to 50, orange foil, hobby only, to 25, red foil to 10, and the black foil, one of ones. Hopefully, Tops doesn't have 25 one of ones of Messi in this product uh, when there's only meant to be one one of one. So, good luck to him. Autos. Alan Velasco, don't know who that is. I'm sorry. Jack McGlynn. We know who this guy is. Chicharito, he used to play for Man United. Match use memorabilia source, it says on the card. Beautiful. Tops 983 football is the product's nostalgia kick. Oh, Ricky Puig used to play for Barcelona. Over here. The Perlers. Uh, it comes out on November 29th, so it's out now. So check it out. If you're interested, it is eight cards per pack, 24 packs a box, 12 boxes in a case. It released on the 29th. Uh, what to expect, three autos or mem cards, which is pretty good. Four kick core cards, four top, the top shelf terrors, six 983 football inserts and six soccer tile parallels. But we want to go to the autos because all we care about is hoping that there is Lionel Messi autos in this product, which uh, uh, not there. Not sure if there is. Maybe there isn't. Next year. Next year, we'll have everyone. It'll be a quad auto of uh, Luis Suarez, Jordi Alba, Busquets, and Messi. That'll be a quad auto in the product, mate. I can guarantee it. All right. That's that one. Next one, which is a product that Saucy, uh, he loves. It's one of his favorite products. It is Panini one-on-one basketball. He doesn't like opening this product. He likes buying singles of this product. Correct. So here's the checklist. Blue to 40, purple to 25, red to 15, gold to 10, green to 5, black 101. Uh, here is Jason Tatum. So bases that don't have a base card or parallel, there's a downtown insert inside of its source. Here is Paolo Banchero downtown. It's a sick-looking downtown with the dragon. Autos in 22-23, one and one are all on card. Among them are the timeless moments autos, which include a memorable image from a big moment in the player's career. That'd be a sick card to have that one there, Source. On card auto, Steph Curry. Luke of the Don. Jaden Ivey. Team Titans. There's Jalen Green. So two cards per pack, one pack per box, 10 boxes per case. Release date is December 6th, so Thursday here, tomorrow in the United States. What to expect, one auto and one insert parallel or base card. There you go. You want to have a look at some of the autos in your source? Jersey autos, we don't care about. I think we'd like to see the memorable moments ones, I think. Halliburton in here, which is good. Purple, 
red jumbo jersey autos jumbo jerseys no 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 where we at prime rookies jeez there's a lot of autos in here tom's moments blue to 35 Purple, red to 25, gold to 10, green to 5, pink to 3. That's a photo and a black one, a 1. So you can get James Harden, Houston Rockets. This is the horizontal. Obi Toppin, Ant-Man, Tatum, Morant, DeAndre Aiden, Paul George, Ginobili. Uh, the vertical timeless moments are Bob Cousy, Bob Cousy, sorry, Stephen Curry, KG, Magic Johnson, Luca the Don, Allen Iverson, AD, Nikola Jokic, Karl Malone, John Stockton, Larry Bird, Dirk Nowitzki, Rasheed Wallace, Paolo Banchero, Chris Middleton, and Pau Gasol. So some pretty good players there for the timeless moments autos. It's pretty good. Doma, Adam was asking, is this going to be in Chrome as well? In regards, they to usually the they always they always do a Chrome version. Yeah, so we'll go tops. Tops Chrome, then there could be a, a Top Sapphire as well, MLS. Well, they've done it in the past. I'm just going off what they've done in the yeah. past. And then uh, a Top Stadium Club MLS, which they've done in the past as well. So there's, there'll be a number of releases. I'm not exactly sure. You seen no Messi auto in that? Did you? Is, is yeah, I didn't see a Messi auto in it. Okay. I can so keep maybe they're saving anyway. it for the Chrome, but um, yeah. I'll keep looking anyway. Look, I'll be I'll honest have... with you. If there's if, if there ain't a messy auto, a chance of me hitting a messy auto in the box, I ain't buying a box. I'll tell you're you that. Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela's in it. Yeah, yeah, okay. If I'm gonna buy a Carlos Vela auto, why would I buy one of him in an LAFC when I would buy like one of him for ten bucks in an Arsenal jersey? Now you can get Giorgio Chiellini LAFC autos in here, mate. Shit, yeah. Get around that. Bloody nice. All right. Uh, Saucy, some good news. Com C as well. If you haven't heard, you don't know. Now you will know. Uh, they have been bought out by eBay. So the statement says, collectors and sellers, we are thrilled to share a very exciting announcement announcement today that will benefit our customers, partners, and employees. eBay and Comsi announced that our companies have entered into a commercial agreement to accelerate accelerate the growth of trading card hobby and that eBay has made an investment in Comsi. We are enthusiastic about today's news because we believe that eBay's investment and partnership will help us enhance the experience of collecting and engaging in the trading card hobby. We now have greater resources to invest in further innovating uh, our technology, enabling our team to provide our buyers and sellers with ever more premium service and a frictionless experience. Today's announcement is a milestone step in our efforts to simplify sports trading card collecting, bring joy to collectors and make the hobby accessible, accessible for as many people as possible. So that's fantastic news. Well done to the team at ComC. That is fantastic. Uh, we'll wait and see what transpires from this. So... Everyone loves ComC and what they do over there. So hopefully just um, it's a seamless uh, collaboration, to be honest, which will be good. I'm going to throw it to you, Sauce, because I want you to talk about repacks at the moment because they've become the greatest thing on the market. I'm just going to leave this up while you can dive into it just a, a little bit. I'm going to leave this up right here, mate. 
a technical technically a grading slash vaulting company is selling slab pack sauce arena club look we know this Domo, that like there's the good and the and the bad with the repacks we've seen we've seen uh scamble scamble justin uh justin degenerate uh scamble scamble we've seen him and and his uh type of repacks and then obviously there's the other spectrum where you've got uh you know Trent from Card Lab, we've had him on the show and, and his type of repacks where, you know, he's got a variety of different levels where there's there's obviously the instant hits were a, a cheaper entry point and there's no uh, checklist. But then there's obviously the other ones at a higher price point where he provides a full 100% transparent checklist for every card that you're potentially getting, uh, which is really, really, you know, good. And, and I think any, uh, you know, quality repacker should be going down that road. Uh, and then you've got this situation of arena club, which is pretty laughable because um, f- it was funny enough that I seen someone get uh, some sort of card out of one of these packs. And it was like a reprint of a Peyton Manning rookie card. It wasn't even an original uh, print of, of the what? Peyton Manning rookie card. And they were, and they had it labeled as a, a as a Peyton Manning rookie card, not a reprint, um, which is pretty funny. But yeah, look, just be weary. Yeah. Just be weary on social media. You see this push from influencers and, and people that, oh, man, I'm, I'm just not call them influencers. Just call them, um, you know, Lamont. people of the hobby, people of the hobby that have a, a decent following. They're all pushing this arena club all at the same time. Sounds familiar. What does it tell you? What, what what could potentially be happening here? Yeah? They're all pushing the same thing. This this arena club repack all at the same time. If you haven't pieced the puzzle together already, well, you're pretty slow. You're pretty slow. But I'll piece it out for you. I'll put it together <laughs> for you. They're probably getting paid or have some sort of financial incentive within what's going on, whether it be they're getting paid or whether it be they're getting some sort of free grading, whether it means they're getting something in return to then promote this for people to go use it, right? So there you go, Adam Smith. Pac-Man was pushing this hard, but he has a finger in the pie. And I wouldn't be surprised whether, you know, they've got an investment within Arena Club or whether they've got um, getting paid something from Arena Club, whether they're getting some sort of, um, you know, free grading from Arena Club in in return for for that, whether they're getting some sort of, here's my referral code, anyone that comes through and signs up, you know, will kick you back $20 for every sign up. Who knows what it could be? Like it could be a number of things, but they've got some sort of, some sort of game to push arena club. Now we've had a look at arena club and, and, and the concept of it looks really good, you know, yes. and, and the, and the use of it and the, the ability to trade and all the, the different features it's got on it. It looks like a, you know, really, a really cool thing. But at the end of the day, you still need to keep your cards in a vault with them um, to then be able to do that sort of stuff. Um, and 
maybe it's okay with cards that you aren't too keen on and you want to move them on for other cards and things like that. So it has its purpose. But for me, uh, you know, owning a card is the ability to be able to pull it out of your case at any moment, pull it out of your drawer, wherever you keep it, pick it up, look at it, touch it, feel it, smell it, uh, rest your drink on it if you wish to do that, if it's a, a graded PSA card like I do. Um, so that that for me is, is what collecting cards is, you know, like this this whole digitalization. I mean, we've seen it with Starstock. Um, we've seen it with uh, what are, what are, what other platforms does it? I mean, ComC does it. You know, ComC is like the the start of that sort of uh, thing. So yeah, um, I understand where they where they where they're coming from with this sort of. But yeah, yeah look, just be mindful. Notable people that are in this promo video from the hobby is hilarious. It, it's unbelievable. I'm just saying, uh, I don't know. Look, regardless, regardless, as we've always said on this show, when it comes to repacks, understand, just, uh, just understand, ask questions. If you, if you, um, if someone's doing a repack and you ask them questions, about their repack and they start to get defensive, just don't buy the repack. That's the reason Correct. for them not to buy Correct. the repack. Right? Correct. Um, anyone who's not defensive, they'll just tell you straight up how it is. You know, any any repack that is, I would say, of the value of $39 or less, right? If they don't provide a um, checklist, what, like, I'll be like, honest with you, what do you expect? You spend thirty dollars on a, a a fat pack, mosaic fat pack, and you get absolutely jack shit anyway. So it's no different, yeah. You just hope the repacker has done a half decent job that you're going to get more than what you usually would out of a dud, you know, thirty dollar fat pack. Uh, in that essence, but um, you know, if the repack starts to go into the forty nine and above, fifty nine and above, sixty nine and above, um, if you're paying ninety nine and above. You know, well, last time I bought a repack off of um, Card Lab, it was ninety nine bucks. It was at a card show. He had the whole list of cards that I could have got. Uh, in the end, I think I ended up pulling a James Harden Aurora, which was which pretty pretty good card. Um, right. You know, it's not it's not the whole ninety nine dollars back, but you know, you sell that card today, it's like sixty bucks, seventy bucks. Yeah. So you know, it's a lot better than I've done out of a lot of mosaic fat packs. You've seen me open Doma or uh, Hoops Premium fat packs that I've opened. But, How many of? But that's the that thing that show, like- you know. Even um, Card Fever do it really well. They've got all the hits that you can get in the in the in the product or the main hits. Like at least you, there's transparency and you know what you can get. Fuck, I don't know. I'm so I'm so well, skeptical. In, in a essence, like that. Stuff, I mean, man. what we've seen, like from Card Fever, yeah. Say they might, like, uh, I think when we seen them at um, Trial Collective, they mm-hmm. I think they said they had a two hundred run on on pokemon repacks or something like mm-hmm. that or whatever mm-hmm. it was and they had the top 20 cards in the repack that you could hit in a poster and what i don't know it might have been top 20. it looked like at least 20 cards on that yeah poster, it's about that right about that. and they obviously had the two biggest cards that you could hit in bigger images and and what they tried to do was on the moment you buy the repack there on the day they were like obviously you know, it's not up to you. You can take your repack away and rip it. But they were encouraging people to rip it there in front of them. 
you know, and a lot of people were like, yeah, of course, like, let's rip it. And what that allowed them to do was as cards got hit and got pulled out, they crossed them off their poster. So people could rock up and go, oh, you out of the top 20 best cards, you've only got uh, 10 of them left, but there's only say, how many repacks was there originally? 200. How many do you have left? Oh, we've got like 70 left. Oh, okay. So there's still a decent chance of me to hit one of the top 10 best cards, right? So you weigh up those chances in, 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 like by yourself. Um, you know, don't just make an impulse buy. Just you know, think about things a bit. Um, so, and as I said, the good, the, the best repackers will always tell you. Um, some will give you a full list of cards, like Card uh, Card Lab does. Um, other repackers will give you a portion list of the cards and then tell you this is the top 50 cards you can hit, and there's 250 in the print run. Um, or 200 in the print run, or, you know, here's the top 20 cards and there's 100 in the print run. So um, that's what the, the best repackers will do. Um, the the not best repackers will just say, here's my product, here's my repack, this is the best card you can hit, um, this is how much it costs. That's it. They'll just tell you the best card you can hit and... You open it, you spend, you spend 100 bucks and you'll get a dollar card out of it. Yeah, well, we've seen we've seen that numerous times, man. That's, that's and that's the biggest thing. Repacks, like, if you if, if if you're if you're you know if you're putting together a repack and you're charging a hundred bucks on the repack, I think it's fair to assume that you need to at least give back fifty percent of that value. I, I would think close to fifty percent of the value at least per repack. No repack that, that someone should do. You know, if you're paying a hundred bucks and say you're doing a hundred bucks a hundred times. I think it's fair to assume that you should at least be trying to give back 50%, maybe a little bit under, maybe some of them might be the 40%, but minimum 50%. And then obviously going up from there and there's going to be, you know, X amount that are going to be above, clearly above the hundred, one that's going to be way above the hundred, which is obviously the hit chase. And then, you know, you're going to need to break it down from there. But you know, anyone doing a repack, I feel like the best ways to go about it is to, you know, figure out obviously the cards and, and things and and get your inventory in and then trying to turn it over and make a 15 to 20% on top of that and just repeat that cycle over and over and over again um, and branch off into different sports and different, you know, um, you know, you might do Star Wars repack, you might do Pokemon repack. And when it comes to scamble, scamble, scamble type repacks where they're you're breaking off, the repack, you know, literally breaking repacks. Like that, that is the ultimate red flag for me, to be honest. The ultimate, in my opinion. Well, look, um, you do see, you do see that. You do see some breakers buying other guys' repacks. And no, buying other guys' it. ones are different. I'm talking about breakers creating their own. And a lot of, and that's, that's been an interesting thing now. Like I know C Blaze came out and he put a video out and he was like, oh, it's, they're taking up all the, the pretty much the infantry and stuff, and they're putting into repacks and the comps and all this crap. He put in his video, and that can be also because a lot of card shops that made bank are getting butt hurt now because a lot of people prefer to go to a repack than open a box and get nothing because the optics, like you're saying, source is there's 300 repacks that don't disclose anything but the top 10 cards. But because they know there's 300 repacks and there's 10 good cards where there could be 35,000 boxes in a print run 
and the odds of you getting a good card for six hundred, seven hundred bucks. You could probably buy four or five repacks for one box that you buy. Yeah, correct. You know, and you'd lose just as much money as a box. Or you could win, but you no, know, you, or you could win. The the chances the chances are higher, but realistically, if you spend a thousand dollars on a box and you get fifty bucks in return, when you you could buy spend a thousand dollars on repacks and potentially get four hundred back, four hundred bucks back on return or break even or turn a profit. So I understand why. The other thing too is, I think there's a lot of those old breaker pages source that are starting to venture into repacks because my thought that I had today was they're not getting stock allocation. So they've had to come and reinvent themselves a little bit. In my opinion, they've had to pivot and they're trying to still chase the bank that they made in 2021. So then they have exorbitant prices on their repacks to try and get what they would get if they would have, uh, Product allocation. Yeah, so there's a lot of things. There's a lot of Adam things you can says, look into. The Sky High guys had a good setup at Hobby Hangout. Had each repack list in a binder to see what was on offer. There you go. That's good. Like, I like that. You know, there you go. Shout out to Sky High. Um, they do a repack up as well. So yeah, there's a few. There's there's a few companies that do it really well. So I'm not going to sit here and and, and be a a Ziggy no. Zinni, no. You know, who just hates repacks through and through, which is fine. You can and we like you, Ziggy. Like, no offense to you, Ziggy. Like, we are fans of Ziggy, yeah, yeah, but no, that's, his opinion. Saying, that's his opinion. That's his opinion. That's his opinion. His opinion. And he's we like down on it, right? We, I'm of the view that, hang on, if I still want to open something and have the enjoyment of that excitement of opening something, right? I'm actually of the view, I'm turning to a repack over a box because my odds are actually better. If you do your research into the repack company and the repacker who's doing it, like Card Lab and you know, like Sky High, they do a pretty good repack as well. They show you the whole list. For me, that's that's a good repack. Yeah. Then you make your decision from there. Is it worth it? Okay, I'm going to take the chance, right? Um, but I've 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 bought more repacks than I have. I mean, I should say I bought boxes, but the boxes sit sealed. I don't open them, right? And they're generally Pokemon at the moment or, or One Piece. But other than that. Mate, I haven't even. I can't even tell you the last time I opened a basketball hobby box. Like, I actually can't. It's been well over, I don't know, sixteen months, eighteen months, well over. Right? I haven't opened a basketball hobby box in so long because I, I would rather my, my if I've opened to try get something in a basketball product, it has been a repack. The last two times I've bought anything has been a repack. And you know what? The cards I've been hit, hit out of it, I've not gone, wow, like, you know, or, or, or made bank or anything like that. But I've hit cards that were decent and probably better than I would have got out of a hobby box, you know, and I'm only spending a fraction of the price. I mean, let's not forget, yeah, to buy a half-decent hobby box should you want, uh, for me, uh, Select or Donruss Optic or Panini one-on-one, or Impeccable, one of those products, Noir, that I like. I mean, you're looking at anywhere from 600 AUD up to to $2,000. When in that time, like, I mean, I was buying $79 basketball repacks. Adam says better off buying a card you actually want 
rather than a random card you might not even like, buy singles. Yeah, I, think, I agree. Maddie, Maddie says he can remember the last time you ripped stuff. It was two hobby hangouts ago, and you pulled F all. Remember when we opened all those packs? Oh, that's right. Whole heap of stuff, man. And we've got, got a pink. Like we've got a pink mosaic. The best card we got was a pink mosaic Lamello ball at the pink yeah. pack in the mosaic yeah, fat pack. Right. Maddie's gold gold pack smasher. hundred percent it did. Like I've said it heaps of times. I'd rather buy Maddie's gold pack than a fat pack from the shops for 35, 40 bucks, like for a fat pack. You get nothing. Nothing at all. It's just trash. So anyway, it's all about value. And speaking about value and transparency and reality behind things. I'm a bit concerned and a few other people in this hobby are now are a bit concerned. I think well on the last round table, oh, sorry, the second to last round table, uh, episode two, something is slowly, slowly, slowly resonating with people that have listened to this show that watch that episode. And we spoke with Jay and we spoke about with Dan about fanatics takeover and saucy Jay, myself and Dan predominantly run by yourself. And Jay, you said something that I think has resonated source. And that was fanatics is just going to get propped up by Ruben to just be sold. Because he was on the Bill Simmons podcast. He's been asked questions. He just deflects absolutely everything. There's been no accountability taken on on anything when it comes to um, the loaded boxes or the the multiple print runs of the one-on-ones. It's like everything just flies under the radar. Because as we say, one week in the hobby is like four years in reality, to be honest. Because people forget about everything after a week. No one gives a shit. So... I I have concerns. I agreed with you when you made the statement, Source. But I have a lot of concerns. And you did this with StockX. I don't know. Your thoughts? Um, never, never take anything that these guys say on face value. I mean, we've seen so many times from big companies, big businesses in this hobby, they just lie straight to the consumer's face. They'll say something on a podcast. They'll say this, say that. And then what do they do? They do the opposite. Or they'll do something else that, you know, is is completely contradictory of what they've just, you know, spoken about, you know, whatever it be on whatever said podcast or, you know, platform or whatever, right? Um, So I feel like it's a... For Ruben, it's it's a managing job. It's a, you know, let let me cast my spell over here with this hand, and in the meantime, I'm I'm you know putting everything together with the other hand. Um, got his minions doing the work behind the scenes while he just saves face on the outside, just long enough to prop things up to then eventually sell off Fanatics the brand. Because I don't think you understand Fanatics not only owns. Uh, like jersey, um, like jersey, you know, 
uh, fan gear, all that sort of stuff. They're also into betting and gambling. They're now fanatics, uh, you know, uh, gambling uh, platform. They've got their own, uh, their own bookie fanatics itself. They're, they're a bookie, right? Uh, they've got now the, the, the card sector fanatics and, you know, fanatics cards and fanatics live where you've got that. Um, and I was, what was the other one? They've got something else and they've got a number of things. Um, I was trying to, they've got a bunch of stuff. Just Google it, ladies and gentlemen. There's not, it's just not just, you know, we know fanatics own that and the memorabilia and that side of things and, and, and all that stuff, but it's all these things together. He's just piecing them all together to then give a big evaluation of the company so that when it be that I'm not sure if Fanatics is is a publicly traded company, but potentially could be. And when that is the case, I mean, obviously he's going to hold a whole bunch of uh, shares at pennies to the dollar. So once it gets listed and people get excited and then buy the shares, he'll dump a portion of his shares and cash out and make a shitload of money, Right. And he'll probably still have an invested share in the company because you'll still have some shares which he got at peanuts for the dollar, right? Uh, so look, it's what these it's what these rich people do. Um, and no, look, I'm not sitting here saying like anything against Ruben. I mean, he's a smart businessman. He's freaking. Why do you think he's a multi multi millionaire? Um, so look, just just don't get your hopes up that. You know, Fanatics is coming in here and it's going to fix things. As as Doma mentioned, and as we've, you know, uh, our good friend Dan the Card Band has mentioned before on numerous times on his most recent videos about, you know, there's still the issues. They never address the issues really about the stolen cards. They never address the number of issues that have come up uh, since Fanatics has taken over, since, you know, the Tops has had all these issues. So, Look, what makes you think anything's going to change, mate? Panini used to not address these issues, and now Fanatics and uh, is doing the same thing. So um, I'll just say the only way this ever gets better is if, as a hobby collective, we actually just stop buying product from these guys. Like stores start refusing the allocation, start saying, I don't want it, this, and it, but it just won't happen. You know what won't happen? Because, you know, if this store refuses allocation, they'll just go, all right, we'll give it to this person. We'll give it to this person. Backyard breaks, we'll have to give, we'll give it to all to fucking backyard breaks if we have to. Jesus Christ. They'll, they'll just do anything to get rid of it, right? They'll just find any peanut to buy it and and, and decide that they want to break or decide that they want to sell Raz spots or decide they want to do whatever the hell else if, with with it, right? They'll just find a way. So it just won't happen. And it's just, it's it's unfortunate to see that will will never get to the point ever, 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 ever again in this hobby that you, me, uh, or any average Joe Dommer will be able to turn around and say, fuck, Impeccable's coming out. Fuck, Noir's coming out. Fuck, Don Russ Optics coming out. I want to buy a case for myself. That's not right. It's, it's just never going to happen, right? Because first of all, you got to pay an arm and a leg. And then you get absolutely taken up the ass with no lube by the fucking, um, you know, the local card shops. I mean, they want to make their dollar as well, don't get me wrong, but they fucking screw you over 10 times as well, right? So, yeah, they might get their allocation, but then they're looking, oh, we only get this certain allocation. You know, we don't want to sell a whole, you know, a case to you at a good price when when we can ba- break each box in a single box break or a two box break and you know break 
a 12-box case of Dunross Optic down to six breaks of two boxes each and then sell the breaks box. You know, they just look at it as dollar, 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 dollar signs. They don't care about the, you know, the average hobbyist, you know, like, uh, um, you know, your cousin Dom, who's been in this for fucking 20-plus years collecting cards that used to buy cases on the regular that can't get shit now. Yeah? Like, it's a joke. You know, we'll never get back to the point where people will be able to, you know, have that decision and go, fuck this Christmas, you know, I, I want to treat myself. I want to buy myself a, yeah, a case for two and a half yeah. grand, right? Or two grand and, and of, of never. you know, noir or impeccable or half decent product, right? So, look, what can I say? What can I say? I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad that this is the case, but. Ladies and gentlemen, in this hobby, do not think that Fanatics is coming in here and fixing problems, mate. They're just coming in here to make more money and, 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 and yeah, just make more money. That's their business. I'm very concerned. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm concerned about a lot of things in the direction in which it's going and everything. I just, I don't know. I'm a bit concerned. So, but the case thing far out that, like you said, so I agree with you um, completely on the case thing. It's just for us to actually go and have a case ourselves and rip it. I don't think we'll ever see the likes of that again. Never. So anyway, that that's it for, the show but you know we've got something special which is really good because um this wasn't expected something's obviously happened today which is pretty good i don't know if the wi-fi looks a bit loud down know if, there we don't know the if the wi-fi is gonna gonna allow him allow him to to come up on on stage but we'll give it a whirl we'll give it a whirl doma we will give it a whirl. I'm just waiting to see if his uh, camera starts moving again. Because it looks like... It looks like he's frozen. I don't want to bring frozen. It he's frozen. Yeah. But yes, we do We do have a special guest for you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, should his connection kick back off. Um, and I mean, it's a bit impromptu, but um, we'll definitely, hopefully get him... Oh, oh, there he is. He, he's, he's gone. We hope it will try. He's going to try. Hopefully, come back. If he can't come back, we'll get him on another time. But um, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good to have him on just to have a quick, quick chat, even for five minutes. Um, just obviously about what's happening in, in, and what's going on with him. Um, I do have something else, so don't worry. I got some filler while we try. And, okay. Uh, get this sorted. I got a phone call. I got a lovely we phone call this week. I knew we wouldn't have that. I got a lovely phone call this week on the weekend from uh, one Matthew Tabe in the, in the chat. Just gave me a buzz when I have a chat and always, lo- always love receiving a call from Matty. And he, he rang me up and he goes, Dom, I've got some news about South Australia. I go, what's happening? He goes, gather round, which we know with the football. Yep. On gather round, as well as the footy, there's an international boxing fight announced in Adelaide the same weekend. So Mark Rusciuto on Triple M SA announced this during the week. And the only thing I could think of in the international fight is Tim Zhu 
potentially fighting Charlo for Ooh. that, like that's been the call out. He said it's a big international fight, so that's all I can think of. But there's potential there, source international fight the same weekend, and uh, we'll see what happens. But without further ado, before I, I don't want to risk his Wi-Fi dropping out, so I'm going to get him on. Uh, big news today. Uh, by the great man. So bring him on, talk about it here first, I guess. First platform he's going to talk about it. The great Tyson Beck. What's going Good on? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. It's, um, it's early here, but my body <laughs> clock's all over the place. So, yeah. What's happening, uh, mate? Wi-Fi is awful here. So, it's yeah, sorry if it's a bit glitchy and everything, trying to my phone off the Wi-Fi. But everything's going well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trip's going well. Um, yeah, it's been um, been a bit crazy. Um, just hectic. Um, just keep going like two days in each city and just moving around. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's been good though. Um, and I'm just uh, leaving to New York tomorrow for another signing. So trying to get up wow. here and trying to do a bunch um, all in one hit. Nice. Well, if anyone missed it, uh, so Tyson Beck announced today that he's doing a collab with Tyreek Hill from My Dolphins. So I'm pretty happy about that, Tyson. No, I won't lie. Nice. So try and copy this cool. one. We did, we did the signing um, at his house. I'm very jealous. He's like living in my dream home. <laughs> oh, I can just imagine. Uh, it would be like an MTV crib episode, wouldn't it? Like walking into literally, his, literally, his, yeah. Uh, literally. He's literally placed. the full size basketball court in the background, uh, in the backyard, the pool, like very jealous. <laughs> that's elite. That, uh, that he does seem it. like a pretty nice guy, uh, Tyree yeah. Kill. So he comes across lovely. Uh, the other one as well are these are uh, some of the cars is Tyreek signing. Yep, very proficient there. Oh, your little, um, I like that thing, very that nice. Thing yeah, that's how Tyreek likes it apparently. So, um, yeah, the board works well. Um, so it just had like a how many? How many? I think they hold uh, five, ten, 20. twenty of those. So we had like ten of those boards kind of lined up, ready to go. Yeah, they work really well. And you also announced V two of the uh, Tyson Beck Dennis Rodman collab, which is yes. awesome. Yeah, so no. The... Someone asked in the chat. Adam asked in the chat, how was Rodman and did you party with him? <laughs> Didn't party with him. Um, nah, <laughs> it was uh, early in the morning in Philadelphia. It was like 10 a.m. So <laughs> it wasn't party time. <laughs> I love it. So New York next. Uh, <laughs> where else on this uh, Tyson Beck tour of superstars? Um... Where's it going to take you so New York, because you know what what game we're going to try and play, don't you? You're going to give us absolutely nothing, but Sauce and I are going to at least try and take a stab every city that you're going to on who you're going to sign. So, so um, I was wrong this morning, by, mind you. I did message Tyson. I go, oh, my God, you're getting Dwayne Wade. And he just sends me the eyes emoji. And then that's like a bit of a G up for me. And I've gone, nah, he's sending me down a wild goose chase here. And then Tyreek Hill, and I'll take it. <laughs> So New York, yeah, and then um, might be doing two in New York, but 
um, not not too sure. Um, the um, there's another one that I don't have a city locked in, so it might be LA, it might be. But these guys are retired, so don't take it as like their team they play on. It might just be where they live, so it really the city doesn't yeah. help too much. I see what you've done there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but how you been? How have you boys been? Good, can't complain Good, at man. all. We're happy that you've actually jumped on, but we will tee something up anyway when you are back. Try and do yeah, something yeah. before Christmas. We'll get a nice podcast going. Um, a list uh, for those that don't know, we actually tried to tee something up last time. Uh, just the scheduling didn't work. We're going to try and do an in person. It didn't work for the three of us, but. Yeah. The questions and everything were written out pretty much for Tyson. And since then, he's probably announced another six athletes. So we could have <laughs> a nice long podcast. We'll try and schedule in something where we've got a bit of time. And if we have to, we can like try and split it in two parts if we have to for listening for people. If not, we just do Joe Rogan style. We might have to go for a very long time. And people just people love it anyway when you jump on our show. So they love yeah, hearing cigars. behind the scenes uh, stories and how it works and um, but yeah, besides that, well, the podcast been going great. So, oh, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, I'm in Melbourne for Brady in January, so we could tee something up then, maybe if you guys are available uh, in late January. Definitely, we'll look at that yep. for sure. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But other than that, you going to see? You going to watch any games or going to you know a bit I of enjoyment so. time or like you doing anything yeah, other uh, than just straight business over there? We know you're busy. Kind you of stick. Yeah, it is kind of straight business. Like I'm here for 12 days and I've got five signings. So, and that includes travel days. So. <laughs> okay. But that's, um, I want to get home to my wife and daughter. Like, you know, we've got Christmas stuff going on. Like, you know, it's yeah, not ideal. Enough. Like I don't, yeah, it is really just business up here. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't come up here if I didn't have a bank of them to do. It's not worth coming up just to do one. Um, so yeah, made sure I've got a handful and I'll come back, I reckon, in February and, and do the same, get another handful. And and these ones that I'm doing, like I probably won't announce the other ones I'm signing. I'm not too sure yet because I might release them in April, May. Like I might withhold them for a while. Um, Taurus didn't want like to keep do... his one of one, did he? Or uh, Who's that? Tyreek Hill didn't want to try to keep his one of one. No, 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 he didn't. He did like the cards though. Like when they were on the board, he was just like, he's like, what the hell are these? He's like, these are like, these are different to what I'm used to signing. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was really cool. Around, like, Don't um, give me any more of that whack panini shit ever again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's always good to kind of get that interaction with the athlete. Like it's something a little different, something more unique and, you know, um, yeah, it's really cool. Um, but, um, yeah, I'll try and, um, I'll probably, I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm, I might announce the guys I'm signing or I might just hold back and wait till like March, April and stuff when I'll release them. Cause I do try and go on sale with one player a month or at least one player every three weeks. Yeah. So like I, I can't just drop things every week. Like the big companies do, I've got to schedule it out and you know, I've got, I've got things coming up as well. Like I got Volk in February for his fight. So like I've already got things scheduled in. So um, yeah, I will stretch things out to be honest. 
Yeah, you do have a big I've been, I've been saving. I've been saving up because I'm I'm also prepared for the Volk Dommer to be in that collector's club and trying to sniper off a few people and just be like, yeah, mate, anyone that wants to sell, Volk, I'm the, I'm well, the Volk, man. Volk, yeah, Volk go on. really wanted the one of one. Volk really wanted the one of one. He liked it. <laughs> and what did you tell him? You told him saucy collectibles has dibs on it. Isn't that isn't that what you said? <laughs> I said you can take anything but the one of one, so he took he took, he, he took a bunch of others. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, it's, it's always funny that the two guys that have asked you for their one of one happen to be fighters. So it must be pretty hard to just say no. You can't take your one of one to the guy that you know can beat the living suitcases out of you if you really want. Yeah, wanted I mean, as, as you as you guys would know, Volk's like an absolute legend. Like he's the nicest yeah. guy you could ever yeah. meet. Like honestly. Um, He's so down to earth and humble. Yeah. He didn't even want to, like, when he was signing the cards, he didn't want to, like, put his fingers on them and, like, sign it. He's like, I don't want to touch these. I don't want to ruin them. I'm a bit nervous. And I was like, just sign however you want to sign. You know, make sure you're comfortable when you're signing because then we're going to get the best autographs. And, like, yeah. he did a few that he didn't like the autograph of. And he was like, oh, let me, you know, let me change this, change that. And it was just like, yeah, it was really cool. He actually cared about it. Like, it wasn't just That's like good. a... Yeah, convey a belt of just getting through it. He he was honestly the nicest guy, like really. That's fantastic. That's really good. Um, Can't someone be in asked, and out of the ring, mate. Someone <laughs> asked, doing a- any AFL cards for twenty twenty four. I'm pretty sure you you said last time on the pod you had a deal with uh, team, team coach. coach? Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah, I do team coach cards. I'm pretty sure. Um, anyway, within like the AFL players' contracts, they're not allowed to sign anything that's not officially licensed by the league um they've got a little under their players association um it's a little bit different to like the states and everything um so i can't work with players um directly um that are current i could work with players who are retired um but at this stage it's not something i've really thought about doing i'm happy just doing the team coach stuff and i don't know maybe something changes later down the trap but to be honest I've, i haven't thought of it for one second now you, you're killing it at the moment so new york la you said maybe yeah retired all these guys were retired so could be anyone yeah i'm just thinking you know me i like to think i'll get back to you <laughs> yeah okay there's some really good um obviously retired and uh can i can I ask the can I ask the sport? Yeah, the remainder of these are um basketball. Yeah. Okay. Any soccer, Tyson? Are you gonna indulge me with some soccer in twenty twenty four? Well you anything? won't Yeah. I mean I ho- hopefully we'll get messy at some point. But I'm sorry to say that, but that's not bad for me, Tyson. Okay. There you go. That's I'm trying. That... Just uh yeah, that's big. That'd be good, Tyson. Yeah, I would. I think if I'm, you if you do that signing here in Australia, I'll I will give you my word that I would love to meet him, and I'd love to wear a Ronaldo top to the signing if I <laughs> if I get in there. But there is a reason why it's a good thing, Tyson, because when I present the Tyson Beck Tops Project Seventy Lionel Messi is the goat card signed by oh, himself yeah, yeah. to him and he signs it then that actually becomes a nice piece in my collection 
100 percent. It probably becomes the best car in my collection. It is the best uh, unfortunately. Car in your uh, unfortunately, but it's the best card in your collection already, mate. <laughs> it's not. It's better it's better than that. It's, um, it, it, it's better than that Ronaldo P, uh, PSA ten you've got. Oh, really yeah, yeah. Mr. Oh, yeah, Mr. Off-Centered Mr. over here. Oh, you got it. Yeah, yeah, it sits yeah. On, on a stand. I've got two Ronaldo cards on up on it. That one, and then this one. It's his coaster. Global sent this to that's me. A, that's actually that's a really a, nice card. It's, it's a refractor. It's very nice. It's numbered to 50, I think. That's a nice no. one. Yeah. He sent. He gifted that to me. To 99, because he, he knows I'm... I have wet dreams about Cristiano Ronaldo, so he thought I might as well send him <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo cards. But yeah, you'd be happy. Your messy card sat in a stand here for a very long time, Tyson. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, like Ren- I knocked Ren- it over Ren- every day that I worked at my desk, but it's okay. It doesn't matter. But yeah. it sat on my desk. Ronaldo would be good as well. Obviously, I would do it if it was possible. Um, I was speaking to someone that had Ronaldo and could get it for me um, until he went um, and played in Saudi. And he said, it's very hard now to get his autograph. It's much more expensive. And um, yeah. I guess now he's, you know, he's on a lot of money over there. It's just, you know, signing stuff is just a lot harder because of the money's on. So it's unfortunate. No, that's okay. But that's, that's really good for soccer fans. Like to hear that if it's Lionel. Yeah, Messi. I'm trying. Nothing, nothing's, that's, nothing's locked that's, in, but. I know, but that's fantastic. That'll get uh, the soccer fans very excited. Like, Mm. yeah. Watch this space, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Is there there scope for you to do something like, I mean, say you you were to fly over to, you would get a connection with something and then you were able to go to uh, fly to England and, and do like a bunch of players that were from the Premier League or something like that or and you know yeah. do something like this similar situation where you're like going over there to do like a batch of signings of, of different players or that scope or something like yeah, that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Like someone like um Harlan would be good. Um um yeah, I mean I guess it would just be finding a contact that has um has a handful of them. Um, and yeah, could potentially do it, but yeah, I definitely wanted to get into soccer. Um, I was hoping to get a few tennis players at the Australian Open, but I've just got a little bit too much on the plate right now. And, um, yeah, I just didn't, yeah, I was really hoping I'd be able to get like a joker. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind a joker or autograph. Yeah. That's what I was going for, but it's just, um, yeah, the printers. Yeah. Cause there's a guy that would actually love to probably do a collab with you. I reckon he'd love it. If you approached him, he'd do it, I reckon, in a heartbeat. Whether it fly off the shelves, Tyson, I don't know. But Nick Kyrgios, I'm telling you, he he probably, if you approached him, he'd do it with your work. Because I I know, I think. I think my internet dropped. I'm back. You're back. back. Nick Kyrgios, I think, would be keen. Yeah, 100%. I actually, I did reach out, uh, but I didn't hear back. So that was like a year ago. So, yeah, he'd be cool. I think, he, yeah. I'd definitely get one. Yeah. yeah. But, I want, yeah, Djokovic would be good. Djokovic um, would be so good. I think I could you... potentially get him because uh, I know the contact. Um, but, oh. yeah, I, I wanted, I would want to do it in Australia, but it's just it's too much going on right now. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you could make so I many just... sick Djokovic cards too. 
Oh yeah, and I mean he's about like, to pass. Yeah, he's about to break the record, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's just he's so good, so so good. Yeah, but that's fantastic. It looks like it's all uh, moving along very nicely. Obviously, uh, you can see how taxing it is on you in terms of like your schedule and stuff, and how many places you need to be at, which is crazy. And it just shows your commitment too to your fan base as well. So. I know we appreciate it, and everyone that listens to thank the you. show appreciates it. So, like, keep killing it, man. We, yeah, thank love you. Your work. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I appreciate it. And yeah, I'll, I'll let you boys go. Like, I know it's been a long live stream. So, no, all good, man. Oh, we're just glad you jumped on. So, thank you so much. But, like we said, you're, you're muted, Sauce. Sauce, are you muted? I must have knocked my mind. He's mom. so excited that he's muted. Oh, yeah. Himself. I threw, I threw it, I casted out the line to to Tyson this morning. This morning, I was like, by any chance, if your sleep's whacked up because of the jet lag, I'll send you the link. If you're awake and you feel like jumping in, jump in. And so it was awesome to have you on the show, Tyson. Obviously, thank you very much for jumping in. It was a good way to end hobby talk, and and obviously, we'll, we'll definitely get you on. Uh, hopefully yeah. in January, you know, if we can do an in-person pod, um, we know if we can organize, you know, you're going to be here and we can organize some time. As I said, we'll, we'll try to get something organized, uh, probably one of those little, uh, rolling vans where they rock up wherever you are and the, the van, you hire the van, the van comes, you do the podcast in person in the van, um, wherever you are, just so it's, it's nice and easy, but, um, yeah, something in definitely in person would be great. Yeah. yeah longer, actually, longer format. Got I got a, I got a friend that just set up a podcast studio in Melbourne outside of the in the suburbs. I can't remember what suburb it is, but it's not in the CBD. Um, I'll chat to him because I don't know when it opens, but that could kind of be cool um, to use that. That'd be sick. Awesome. Mm. Definitely. That's awesome. Really yeah. nice. Perfect. Sweet. Alrighty. Thanks again, great man, for joining us. We appreciate it. And then we'll, we'll, we're going to end the show on this. So on behalf of yeah, uh, myself, son. the great man Sauce, and Tyson Beck himself, keep living, loving, and breathing sport. It's double coverage, and peace out. Peace out, ladies and gents. See ya. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking all spots, double coverage.